It's time to twist our mouse crocodiles to the right and the left with a great big smile. This is the way we get to see a mouse cartoon for you and me. Miska, Muska, Mouseketeer. Mouse cartoon time now is here. Hey, it's Tardy to the party. Bill Mudger and Dana Reese. Our top was rolled. The is new. And it's the first time around. We also got the Disney through the decades on the Disney Plus service that you can only find on TardyPodcast.com. So get over there. Click that link on the left-hand side. Yeah. Scroll through the 1950s and watch as the quality slowly deteriorates. And then click on the Mickey Mouse Club and say, I don't want to watch this. And close the Mickey Mouse Club. And realize your life has not been changed significantly one way or the other by not watching the 1950s Mickey Mouse Club. How much of the Mickey Mouse Club did you watch? Because there's... I got halfway through episode four. So oh, I shit, three, really? Three, okay. Four, uh, three and a half episodes. I got about the halfway Hey, I episode. gotta find out what's happening to Sue and Duncan. Really? The only and their, their sexist, sexist uh, job careers. Okay, so it turns out the Mickey Mouse Club is a variety show that I guess aired uh, every day of the week? Uh, the, the, at every least during the weekday? Five days a week, Five man. days a week, uh, which must have made that show pretty expensive to put together because it's they, they, they put some money into this. Um, but Sometimes. Sometimes it's <laughs> just cardboard cutouts. Sometimes they just hire circus people to show up. I started, I flipped through a little bit of the episode four that you'd watched. Um, that half of that episode is circus people. <laughs> So with I, the Dumbo music. You know, one of the things, too, uh, even before deciding to do uh, this episode, we were talking about maybe doing Spin and Marty. And it turns out Spin, oh, yeah. Spin and Marty was just a segment on the Mickey Mouse Club. And so mm-hmm. I guess, uh, aside from all the variety show, uh, show stuff they would do on the Mickey Mouse Club, they would have little dramatic segments like Spin and Marty, or I guess like this... I forget what the fuck name of this airplane training shit. I think it's called like What I T-W-A. Want to Be. Or something oh, that. like that. Yeah, because uh, it's about... Um, what I want to be, a pilot <laughs> or an air hostess. Christ I, was, I saw that title and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, you know, you know what you're... Uh-oh. Oof would do, so... Yeah, this I is... Bet this was, I bet this was written with some input from women. Yeah! Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, this is about the Mickey Mouse Club has a special secret agent that they send out to the field. It's great because this guy even actually has, like... The ID that marks him as a secret agent of the FBI of the Mickey Mouse Club, which is just fucking. Everybody hilarious. just takes him at his word. Yeah, no, like they walk, they, he gets free access to everything in the world just because, like, which is especially funny for a show. This is literally the first episode, so it's not like anyone in the world would know what the fuck the Mickey Mouse Club is. But anyway, so he just randomly goes to a TWA airport and decides that. He needs to find a young hey, girl. Hey, that little girl looks good. <laughs> He's just like, I'm looking for a young girl to train as a hostess. I'm looking for a young boy to train as a pilot. And no one seems mm-hmm. to question this. Not to get through cinema sense about it, but it's still pretty fucking weird. And yeah, yeah he finds one random girl who's already pretending to be a hostess. Uh, staring at the hostess as they walk yeah, around. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. They didn't spend too much time then, on her backstory because she already wants to be whatever he wants her with, to be. So I guess uh, that's her class going in and out of the plane randomly and her teacher, he talks to her and gives her, her, her the FBI badge. Do they ever explain like, says, why this girl's at she's the She's like, has that has the- Pat been telling you that nonsense about being an airline hostess? 
I like to stomp on the dreams of the children while they're still young. It's like, what is it? Why is that nonsense, why, man? You're the one tailing this little girl on the tarmac at an airport. Like, why are you, are you guys actually going somewhere? What is this? Like, I don't know. That, that, that agent should have some real questions, even though his own job is pretty dubious, too. But, but yeah, so he hooks up with Sue, who's like this 11-year-old girl who's all like, yeah, I guess it's she's just wandering around the tarmac just pretending to be an airline stewardess. I don't know if she has mm -hmm. parents or what. Who knows? He's At like, some hey, point, they do say, your mom said it was okay for you to come with us. Yeah, they're uh, so vaguely, wink. like, even though they never leave, like, the scene never cuts to anything else. He's just randomly, he's like, oh, yeah, your, your parents are fine with this, whatever. And he's like, I'm also looking for a boy to train as a pilot. Mm. And do you know any pilots? And she's like, I know one kid named Duncan. And so they go to visit Duncan, and Duncan spends all of his time in this fucking park. With all these oh my gosh, these fucking dorks with their planes on wires. Why did they decide? I'm sure this is something they didn't think about until they were actually filming this. Even though they could have fixed it in editing. But why did they have to involve a toy, a bunch of a bunch of hobbyists <laughs> use, playing with toys that all they do is make this <laughs> sound for the whole last segment. So this whole like 20 minutes you're watching this, you just hear... I thought the soundtrack's this constant Gilbert Gottfried screaming of all these toy airplanes. <laughs> and it's Do you just... remember in the, our episode of the opening of Disneyland Park, there was a segment of Disneyland that was this. I wouldn't be a bit surprised because like you could do these these fucking stupid planes on wires. It's the fucking why. I remember I used to go to my grandma's house when I was a kid, and because she was like 98 years old, she had catalogs going all the way back to 1912 and shit like that. But she also had catalogs from the 30s and 40s, and one of the things they would advertise would be these fucking, not even radio remote control airplanes, but just these control airplanes on 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 really like rigid wires. That yeah, I, I had. I always wondered. I didn't, I didn't have. I didn't have this style, but I had one. It had oh a, a, a red handle that you had with a red button on it. Yeah. And there was. Is it just a, the one button? A just like fish wire. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. You, you turn that on. And it, you hold it above your head and kind of whip it around it. Yeah. But eventually, that fucking thing would break off. And then you just had an exposed piece of metal that would metal whip whip. around randomly when you push the button. It was fucking bananas that it was allowed to be a thing that existed. I mean, this is the era of lawn darts like, and all that not shit, like, so... Not like fucking plastic, uh, uh, like fishing wire or something. This no, was a piece of coiled metal. A rigid piece of, like, you could almost, like, cut someone's head off if you're running around with that fast enough. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's sturdy, like, aluminum. I don't know what the fuck that stuff would be made out of. There are so but, many things in these Mickey Mouse Club episodes that I'm just like, this is extremely dangerous. I don't know how any of these kids survive to ruin our society. I mean, we already went on in all this about the, the Davy Crockett the, episode. The, so but, we skipped the... We, I mean, we didn't really skip because we're not going to do a blow-by-blow, but yeah. we, we didn't talk about the newsreel that opens the first episode. God, what is... Um, oh, that's the, it's, it's the first thing just to show that, like... Here's the cavalcade of wonders we will show you on the Mickey There's, Mouse Club. Yeah. They made some poor Native American man down in Florida drive these dumb-looking Boy Scouts around on a fan boat, but the, it's just a giant, exposed, no-casing-at-all fan blade behind them, by yeah. like a foot or two behind them, just spinning. Like, if you just, lean back, your jacket would just he, get caught in the blades <laughs> and you would be dead. If and like, you notice, he's not steering with any kind of, like... 
handles or anything. He's got a couple like fishing lines tied around his foot. No, he doesn't. He's got some some shit tied around his feet, and he, when what? he pulls it, it, it the line goes all the way back to the paddle on the back of the thing that steers it. I didn't even notice about that exactly. He's how not he's... even using his hands. But I love that these kids exactly like the, these kids are like they're they're Cub Scouts and they're wearing these little dickhead hats, and they've got these kerchiefs. <laughs> so if one of their kerchiefs happened to fly backwards, that kid would be mm-hmm. strangled and chopped up immediately. And I, I, I know I keep poking fun about the, the, the baby boomers being the most coddled generation in human history, but then there's also shit like this where they could have immediately died and not even survived long enough to die in Vietnam. I, uh, I it's just like, oh, jeez. I don't remember which episode it is, but there's one where they go, they show a rodeo. I think it's the third episode. And none of the kids are wearing any kind of safety helmets or yeah. safety gear or anything. You fall off that horse, you better hope you don't land on your head or neck. Yeah, there's just zero fucked. thought to any kind of like, let's make this so people aren't going to be immediately dead if they fuck with this. Yeah. Yeah, and so and let's. I mean, first... old people might say like, yeah, no, when I was a kid, that's uh, children didn't have to worry so much about safety. And it's like, yeah, maybe you should have. And it's also weird too, because the first whole ten minutes of the first episode is about just like random stock footage of these kids on this on this fucking flyboat in the fucking Everglades, hanging out mm-hmm. with this guy who was <laughs> like the last surviving. <laughs> member of this tribe who got driven, to, uh, who only got stuck in Florida because Andrew Jackson Trail of Tears bullshit, and, it's yeah. just, and that's just the end of the it, segment. And that's it. It's like what the, the hell? They, ca- they casually mention how his great grandfather was tricked into leaving the Everglades Tricked. and died in prison. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks for most, that bit of information, guys. This man, Mickey Mouse Club, is such a pure white hot piece of 1950s this may be the most 1950s things we will ever see on the disney plus series the gender politics the racial politics the lack of safety like it's the just fact that when they perfect. they go to rome italy and oh, make these kids ride this shitty uh the, carousel yeah and they play oh, bibbity bobbity boo and, and carousel everybody's dressed like they're like from the 1940s, but the moms yeah. are like they're dressed like moms from the 1940s. It is. Oh, uh, they look like they're 50. Weird. I don't know. I honestly wonder. Whew. Oh, yeah. This is. It's the world is wild. <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> yeah. Just that homemade. I mean, and I, I do wonder if Disney actually sent out a film crew to capture this, or if they just like were looking for stock footage to pretend that they're sending these camera crews all around the world. Because the shit they show for this Mickey Mouse newsreel stuff. It's just so completely random and not particularly informative, although it is interesting. Just like, yeah, the carousel. It's just oh, you mean like, you mean, you mean, oh my God. You mean like when they go to Japan? I'm watching it now and and they've got like some old busted Vespas. Yeah. Yeah. They they go to Japan. They go to Japan and they're like, oh, even Japanese kids love water. (laughs) Here's Henry Kotani. Yeah. Hey, I don't think that dude's name is Henry, guys. Oh my God. It's fantastic. And then they show us a puppet. Oh, oh yes, yeah, Bill. It's Scooty. Remember Scooty? Everyone Don't forget does. about Scooty. They Everybody make... loves Scooty. He's England's number one show. Is it number one TV I, star? Is it Scooty or Sooty? I think it's Scooty. But you Pretty know sure what? Towards the end, I was like, of course, this is some shit that was created before the invention of Nintendo bullshit. 
but I actually started getting entertained by the end. Because there's <laughs> it's it's sooty. It's not scooty, it's sooty. Oh, okay. It is it's just this English dude with this little it's like sub Fred Rogers hand puppetry. <laughs> And yeah, no kidding. And it's, it, it, it's, it's this little bear pup inside this little model house who's try, like trying to fix the television set, which... What's the prop no, that's of the, the television that, set? No, that's the... That's the second episode. Oh, there's the first two? episode, they just, they hype it up by saying, next week, Scooty! Oh, Scooty. no! Okay, so that, that yeah. made me laugh for the next week. Okay, but yeah, oh, oh my... Oh, so this is just part of the newsreel still. Yeah. Oh my god. What and they show them filming some Spin and Marty and some Davy Crockett. Which is weird too, because they show, presumably they're the kids from Spin and Marty, but like these kids are like, I guess they're trying to film like a boxing match between the two kids. Uh, yes. And the kids so are I, so uh, awkward in front of the <laughs> so camera. I, I watched, uh, how many episodes did I watch of Spin and Marty? I oh, you did actually watch some Spin and Marty. Okay. I got, I got about halfway through episode six. Oh wow. Uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, they're only 11 to 12 well, it's minutes because long. they were segments on the Mickey Mouse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spin and Marty is all about the shitty asshole kid, rich, pampered kid that goes to a dude ranch for the summer. And it's his journey of being at this, being the, the oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm better than everybody. So it's the odd couple but for kids. I guess it's, I guess it's kind of his redemption story. I okay, couldn't it's finish it. It's Tony Randall but stepping out of But there's an limousine. entire episode where Spin and Marty, the, the the adults are like, we settle off our uh, fights in the ring with boxing gloves. So oh, they so make you these, saw the making of, okay, so they, yeah. They, they, they make these, these children take off their shirts and punch each other for an entire episode. That and is that's, weird. That, that was that, that is it's, weird. It was weird. Yes, it's very weird. That is weird. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Train. Uh, they're teaching these boys how to be men by making them ride horses, and I... it's 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 very very uh uh like <laughs> it's obvious. I have to remember that like a history. One of history's greatest perverts, John Lasseter, grew up on this. <laughs> Being like, hell yeah, cowboys. Everybody Actually, loves man, them. you watch enough Mickey Mouse Club, and like, this explains a lot about John Lasseter. It's just like, <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, you have to remember that the Mickey Mouse Club was invented by people who were born in like 1905. And yeah. so, like, <laughs> like, even, I'm sure by even 1950 standards, this is some old timey shit. But you know, like, oh my not God. Not to go off on a completely separate tangent okay but, uh, well that's way hey, we're I was listening we're two white guys on a podcast what else is a podcast for what else are we gonna do? Yeah, exactly. uh i was listening to uh the disneyland soundtrack which has you know the rides and shit yeah exactly yeah. which i've got i don't i use a lot of that music for the podcast yeah um and uh <clears throat> walt disney introduces the land at the very beginning of the album and he talks about how you could travel into the past, America's past, by going to Disneyland. It makes me, I was like, what would Disneyland look like if it was created now? Would it just be all 80s themed? It would, uh, well, uh, I mean, if 70s you're going, along, or 80s if you're going theme? along the same timeline, because uh, Disneyland being built in 1955 is definitely all like 1915, 19, like pre-World mm -hmm. War One stuff. So yeah, if you're jumping back 40 years, what's, what's 2021 minus 40? Yeah, it would be 1980. It would be Stranger Things, the theme park. It would be yeah, like that'd, that'd be weird. <laughs> like McDLTs were like, hey, we just invented the chicken McNugget. Let's have a yeah. McDLT. Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark just came out. Yeah, it would be that kind of like that's exactly what this. I mean, which we've mentioned that on the podcast before, but like how it's funny that like the the, the nostal 1950s nostalgia for like 
pre-World War One stuff is like, yeah, us being nostalgic for 1980s stuff and. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I've like I mentioned before, like in at least in the fifties, they were more justified because there had been so much shit that had gone down in the world in between nineteen like nineteen twelve and like nineteen fifty five between between the depressions and two world wars and all kinds of shit. And, whereas with us, it's mostly just been the internet destroying everything. <laughs> the internet, mm-hmm. the internet and Republicans destroying everything. So it's it's kind of like traumatic in its own way. But like it's weird though. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. So I guess. Um, <laughs> Almost as weird as ending the news segment by zooming on a child, a tiny child's ass that says goodbye on the <laughs> bathing suit. Which also, again, That's, but you can uh. totally see the where the brain damage that so many baby boomers today come from as a result of being raised on stuff like this, though. Well, and, so. and the newsreel also ends that it's dedicated to you, the leaders of the 21st century. Oh, I Thanks, saw guys, that. you did it. You did it. Yay, Yay. the leaders of the 20th. Sure, you're going to destroy the economy and the global... The weather system and try to lead an insurrection in 2021 after voting for Donald Trump for president. But, but man, you yes, love horses, you leaders huh? of the future. Oh my god. How could you skip over the filming of Davy Crockett and the River Pirates? I'm sorry. That's so fast. Watching those guys walk forward and backwards on a boat to push it along. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Woo! that's it. But then... Yeah, I just I do love what's weird too because okay, this is the first episode, so that little kid with the goodbye on his ass is like a, at a pool party that the Mickey Mouse Club is hosting, which is weird because like they're trying to make it sound like we're supposed to be like so impressed, like oh or nostalgic for this. Oh look at all these people we know having this fun pool party, but like this is literally like the first five minutes of the first episode, so I don't know who any of these people are having this pool party, but yeah. Well, don't worry because we get introduced to all of those kids. And there's way more Mouseketeers than I thought there were going to be. I thought there were like six Mouse. I thought it was like the Goonies. I thought there was like six of them. There's like there's a 25. fucking cavalcade up it's here. It's like an entire school class of kids. Oh I my mean, god! The only one anybody knows is Annette because yeah, just... she actually went on. She actually did went on to do something and probably you know yeah. didn't die in a pool of her own vomit like most of the other ones probably did i assume. i was i could not bring myself to look up the fates of all the other <laughs> no that's there's, too depressing there's gotta be entire websites just dedicated to who lived and who died out of this shit did you realize i had no idea so i guess uh, they... i didn't mute when i sneezed <laughs> motherfucker i pushed the button i guess did you know they brought back the mickey mouse club several times over and yeah. ever since this, because I don't, I've only ever heard of this. Well, isn't that what original. Britney Spears and all of them were? Yeah. In? So I guess back in the nineties, uh, they had like there was a they I had to sexy it up. <laughs> well, I I guess it was well, and I guess the whole reason the Mickey Mouse Club in the nineteen fifties got it canceled, even though it was extremely popular, was I guess Disney and ABC had a falling out or something like that, which kept. Uh, Disney from ever bringing back the Mickey Mouse Club on another network, so I guess that's why whenever they did bring back the Mickey Mouse Club, it was always like on the Disney Channel and stuff. But I guess in the 90s, I'm sure there are people out there who are like astonished to know that I don't know that like this ever happened, but I guess they brought back the Mickey Mouse Club in the 90s and I guess for like a couple seasons they had like, it was like Britney Spears, Ryan Gosling, yeah. uh, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, like, <laughs> like all these people. And uh, so I, I, it's, it's funny to think that there's a whole generation of kids younger than us now to whom that's what they think when they think the Mickey Mouse Club. Whereas, like, for me, all I know is ba- old, wretched baby boomer shit. So it's funny how <laughs> so you and I wretched. are kind of sandwiched between two groups who may be nostalgic for the Mickey Mouse Club. But 
Yeah, so... Well, I also didn't have cable, so I never watched that. Yeah, I never saw that stuff. But yeah, and like I said, I've never really seen any Mickey Mouse Club. I've always just heard of... It was the original 1950s version of the Mickey Mouse Club. But yeah, this is the first time actually... And that's when when I... when The the night that Disney Plus first launched, um, after checking out the Star Wars movies, just to see what they look like, uh, this is the... Mickey Mouse Club was the first thing I looked up, because it was one of the first things that I could see that was like... Okay, this is something that's very unique to the Disney Plus service that like... They have episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club because where the hell else am I going to see this? I guess they it's had a shocking, <coughs> yeah. shockingly good quality too. Oh uh, yeah, no, it looks really good. And, and, and I've mentioned in the past as we've watched some of these shows on Disney Plus where they would show, like, have little commercials and stuff for like extinct products. Like, what did we watch? There was like a car thing, or it was like some kind of weird make of automobile that went out of business. That in, like, was 1957. that was the start of the Di- Disneyland pre pre and I was, reopening. Report. Exactly. Okay. Well, I was wondering if we would keep on seeing stuff like that with um, ads for stuff that still exists, where the companies may not want, like, I where I could see, like, Disney might want to chop that stuff out because, the, obviously, they no longer have, like, a, you know, advertising deals with those companies. But, no, you still have, there's ads for Coca-Cola and Welch's grape juice and stuff and all, and Vicks in all mm-hmm. these episodes. And it's not it's not the full commercials, but like the little pr- pr- presented by brought <laughs> When they by, see the Welches yeah. and they're like for 86 years I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> Man, even, but even in even in 1955 they're bragging about it for almost 100 years too, so. Yeah, so I, that was cool. That was in there. So from a format perspective, from just from a purely archival perspective, this stuff is interesting and it does look really good. I wonder if they've actually got all those episodes. Because I guess, yeah, if it aired every day for f- four, five years, then there must be a ton of episodes of this stuff. You, and I wonder if they think... have them all in, like, in some kind of hard drive somewhere. But Do yeah. you think it's like Saturday Night Live where maybe we just didn't watch the good episodes? <laughs> maybe. Although, I mean, people talk about like this first season was like the season that everyone remembers the first. Maybe it got better after the first. Because we are just we're literally just watching the first four episodes that ever existed of the show. But... Yeah, and I, I'm not seeing anything as to why Annette Funicello was so beloved by so many people. Like uh, I even because wonder... because when she got older, she got boobies. That's uh, that I I was curious enough that that's I went pretty much it. She to she, look. I've up, heard yeah. interviews with either her or what's his butt, the guy from the Beach movies, who talked about how uh, the Beach. I've got got Yeah, she 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 had. I don't know. The, the way they described it was she was very well endowed. Yeah. And that uh, that messed with a lot of stuff. Oh, with the Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah. And probably growing up into watching her in those uh, Bash at the Beaches or whatever the hell they were called. Um, probably also helped. Yeah, I, I, I did know. see something on a Wikipedia page where um, I guess like right out of the starting gate she was the most popular. She was like get, getting like 6,000 letters a week while just like right out of the game she's all <clears throat> she's always also the last one to say her name because i'm sure stupid kids at the I time are like want... i remember her name because they said it last it could also be one of those things that they made her last because she may have like even the people who put together the show may recognize that she had the most talent so she was kind of like a little cherry on top at the end like maybe they oh she's definitely got the personality that like really like yeah um who knows but like what, yeah, are they gonna I, be but fans I'm, I'm of not Cubby? seeing anything in these episodes to justify everyone drinking off. All I know is that she sold Skippy, and Skippy was terrible. Because uh, <laughs> when I was growing up, Skippy was the peanut butter that advertised that had like no sugar and no salt in it, so it just tasted like you're eating a baby's asshole. 
And <laughs> which I guess they've changed that now because I just recently had Skippy in and it just it just. I don't yeah. know. I was an Adams family, so. What? Adams. What's Adams? You were Adams. Adams family? is a brand. Is that it's a the brand of peanut butter? Oh really? Was that any good? It's one of those kinds you have to mix. Oh, uh, well, the, 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 the hippie, the hippie peanut butter. Sure. Which is not inherently terrible, but I man, my heart forever is belongs to that like. Sure, it's made out of half plastic, but man, Jeff, it's so good. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm not seeing anything in this first week of episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club to justify everyone well, turning off over in it. Maybe like, with the fact we're in our 40s, uh, that's good. No, but you know what? I actually really like this stuff. I think it's actually, this shit is so corny, but it is really well produced. And like, it's yeah. so squeaky, butthole clean. Like, it's so just like milk toast. Like, what are you talking about? They sing a song about shoes. <laughs> Don't forget about the shoe that? song. What it goes on say? for like 20 minutes. There's a song where they sing happy gay clown shoes. Happy gay clown shoes, yeah. I'm done. I was like, it's like the perfect <laughs> 1950s thing because it's happy gay clown all all this homunculus Roy is over there drawing shoes. Oh, man. So I guess he was a Disney animator cartoonist guy. And I saw one looking up the Wikipedia entry for the Mickey Mouse Club. Somebody, I think it was like one of the directors was like, that Roy Williams, that big hot-headed son of a bitch. But he's <laughs> great with the kids. Like, mm. I guess I guess Roy Williams had a, uh, had a, had a reputation for being, yeah, kind of like, like, kind of like Ben Grimm the thing. Just like this big bruiser exactly what you would think but i guess with the kids everyone was like oh he was super sweet he was like this gentle giant even though i guess he was like a hard drinker and could like punch a hole through your chest and uh <laughs> <laughs> i'll quote the wikipedia for you okay. disney director jack kenny described williams as a big fat balding hot-headed unpredictable bastard <laughs> so <there you laughs> that guy spent a long time thinking about what exactly how to describe that dude and I guess, mm -hmm. I guess Roy Williams, he was the guy who, he designed the Mickey <laughs> well, Mouse Club Well, hold on, hats. I gotta read the rest of that. Oh god, okay. Because <laughs> I, I kept reading. But he usually admired his prolific talent, saying that he could, quote, sit down and grunt out a few pounds of gags as if it were nothing, unquote. I, I sat down and grunted out a few pounds of <laughs> yeah, gags last night, I didn't get paid for it. <laughs> Is that what they call it, Gr grunting out a few, few pounds of gags? Yeah. Oh my god, man, the no noise my stomach makes when it starts producing too many gags. Oh my, and I guess the other, who's the other guy? The, the skinny dude? Um, he's oh, the actual main that. host. Yeah, and I guess he yeah. wrote all the songs, including Captain the Mickey Teeth. Mouse March. Ca Jimmy, Jimmy, whatever the fuck his name. But he's actually, and I guess he was another Disney artist dude. And I guess, mm. like, but he's actually a pretty good host for, like, Roy and Jimmy for being two guys who were just, like, random Disney employees. They're actually a pretty good host for the show. Um, and, I mean, to credit the Jimmy dude, Mickey Mouse March is fucking catchy as hell. And it better it be is... for, for the opening be three minutes long. It, man. <laughs> it's like, I tried to, man. Fill that time. I tried to watch Spin a Marty. I, c I literally fell asleep a minute and a half in. <laughs> All it was literally a minute and a half of a guy in a I horse not you. doing anything. And the guy with the eyebrows that are half the size of his face. I literally, there was no story content. And, like, it was so No, the great part about that opening oh is he's gosh. trying to chase off a white stallion that's fucking with the horses. I didn't even and get the, that far. The, yeah, the, but the sound, oh, man. They edit him in 
oh, yeah? saying stuff in a studio, but also he's outside saying out stuff, and they don't try to match it up at all. Yeah. It's great. Man, again, pure 1950s bullshit. It's it's fantastic. Well, and then, well, then I got tired of spinning Marty after a minute and a half, and I fired up the Mickey Mouse Club, and I'm like, how long is this intro? This goes on for five minutes, which actually, I mean, the intro is really nicely animated. Although I love even in the intro, you have like little bit where like there's like these cartoon heads on stars, and there's like this little Native American kid. And I was like, oh yeah, man, that, that this is the 1950s as a shit. But yeah. Anyway, so yeah, in the first episode, like a whole bunch of stuff about shoes and like happy gay clown yeah. shoes. Happy gay clown shoes. Man, this shit is so white. It is like uh -huh. I can feel why the civil rights shit happened right after this came out because like I could totally see Martin Luther King's at home watching the Mickey first episode of the Mickey Mouse Club and he's like we 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 got to do something about this. <laughs> White people have been too comfortably in complete control of society for too long. This is the best of what white society can produce. Like, when their complete control is this bullshit. And there's, like, a little kid wedding I'm watching right now. I don't even know what the context for this is. A wedding shoe. The what? Is that a, a bridal thing? shoe. A, the bridal shoe, oh yeah. Oh, my God. So it's, like, super fucking white milk toast 1955 heteronormative fucking back to the future bullshit it's fantastic i eat it up with a spoon it's great so going oh back God. to these the dorks with their planes on wire spinning in a circle and it's a competition i guess to see who can spin their plane in a circle the best oh my I guess. God. and this is that's what they did in the this 50s is so, presented with so much like high drama like this is oh my god and this dork Duncan's gotta go in the shop class to fix his plane. Old Betsy! Oh, even the old Betsy, that it's... feels like that was written by someone who was, like, born in 1905. Like, old Betsy! The... So the, then the Mickey Mouse Club guy comes in, and with the girl, Pat, and he's... Duncan, this kid, is a real piece of shit to her right away, being yeah. a, rude, a rude dingus. Which I Just... was... I thought there was gonna be more of a thing where the girl would be like, well, fuck you too, or, like... Cause like no, but then in the next episode she's like he's the greatest. That's why I was surprised. Cause like he says, she says it's like it's like it's like it's like they filmed the episodes out of order and they didn't understand what what kind of character like whatever little character relationship they have. Yeah, cause in the next one she's like he's the most, and the secret agent stupefy is all like what's the most, and she's like she just kind of gives him a look because I guess it's like no, she says. The most. The so most. Whatever. And he just goes, He like, is the most, I guess. Uh, the most whitest Duncan's, guy here. Duncan's is like this Wesley Crusher guy with a little duck's ass haircut. And he even oh, looks man. like he looks like a character from the Iron Giant because he's even all got right. like the peg jeans and all that stuff. We yeah, go, it's fantastic. We gotta spend the next half an hour talking about sugar jets. <laughs> they don't even try to hide the name of the cereal behind some like frosted flakes or anything. They no, just call it man. sugar jets. Well, even until This'll like... get you jacked up, kids. <laughs> This is as close as you can get to snorting cocaine off a hooker's ass, but it's for kids. That egg is this close to saying you will bounce off the fucking walls after you eat this shit. Just sugar chips. I mean, damn man, they were still like sugar snacks until I was like 15. So yeah, they're like oats, flakes, and sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar. I love man. That's why I love this stuff so much. It's just it's complete unvarnished, awful capitalism. It's great. Oh mm -hmm. my god. And then they make us watch a Pluto cartoon. This is fuck. Is this the Pluto? Is, oh, is, oh. This is abuse. Oh my god. Is this the Dogs, one? bones, cactuses, funny. Okay, Great. so there's another Pluto, Pluto cartoon they show where he talks. 
Oh, he doesn't. He talk, has an inner monologue. Feed, yeah, which that scared the shit out of me because I really wasn't paying attention. Because man, as soon as like that was an old one. Mickey's one, kangaroo. The is one of the from few, the next episode. Yeah, one of the few things I knew about the Mickey Mouse Club going into this is I had always heard about the Miska Muska Musketeers. Blah, blah, blah. Cartoon time is here, and so I knew they showed cartoons. And when they fired up, I was like, you know what? <laughs> We've already watched so many shorts on this. I was like, I already gave it. The, I already gave it the office. I don't care. I'm checking out during this cartoon. I'm <laughs> glad I did. Yeah. But so when they sh- when uh, watching like I guess maybe it's the next episode has the one with with with, with the kangaroo and, and Pluto. Where- yeah, drawn by somebody who's never seen a fucking kangaroo in its <laughs> I- life, and it honks. Did did. Disney not it honks have, like a horn. Did they not have them like like encyclopedias with pictures or is I guess they've gone everywhere and the, they blew all their budget on going to Brazil over and over again and <laughs> couldn't know, go to Australia. Like, oh my god! And so I'm sitting there like I think I literally was like like tweeting or something like that, not paying attention to the TV. And suddenly I hear this voice like that kangaroo stole my house. I'm gonna have to kill that son of a bitch. I was like, what the heck? Because you're not expecting a voice like that in the middle of like an otherwise silent Pluto cartoon. No, and and he gets really close to the camera and his face is all and they do it a couple upsetting to look at. Yeah, Yeah. I officially really prickly and hairy. Man, especially Mm -hmm. if all the cartoon characters bring back and be like, try to trick us into watching fucking Pluto. The character Fucking I was Pluto, celebrating man. being done with when we were done with the <laughs> Disney shorts. Holy yeah. shit. And then to have him talk on top of that is just... So then I guess the second mm. episode, yeah, it's just like... The, I guess where they bring back Sooty the puppet. And he almost kills himself with the television set trying to fix it. Which oh, actually... They spend like 20 minutes of him oh. pulling shit out. Getting dirty from smoke. Hitting the guy in the head with wooden shit. Yeah. How, this, can, how, I mean... can, how can you possibly follow that up? Oh, shit. <laughs> It's a dude making balloon animals. This wow. Is... Okay, Disney, so you spoil I... me too much. I have to admit, maybe it's because I was punch drunk after watching enough of 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 the Mickey Mouse Club that I was kind of falling into its vibe and and rolling with the punches. But like, I did laugh out loud at the end of the Sooty thing, where that guy like where like the the bear and the dude almost electrocute themselves while fixing the TV. Anything, anything, especially involving a prop with uh, a, a puppet, like a little kid's puppet. With fire and explosives, even if they're tiny microscopic explosives, is gonna pique my interest. That was great. And then the fucking Wally Hogue thing goes on for 45 minutes! Oh, they get this man. random magician guy named Wally Hogue to do balloon animal performed tricks. At, performed at uh, 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 the Golden Horseshoe at Disneyland. That's his big. So I had to Google him to see what the hell his story was, and I guess, yeah, I guess he was one of the original. Well, I guess. So, I don't know when they filmed this, but this would have been, like, right... Well, this aired, like, just a couple months after Disneyland opened. So, I guess, yeah, he, what he was saying was, like, yeah, he was the MC at the Golden Horseshoe Cafe or whatever the fuck it was at Disneyland. I don't even know if it's still there anymore. Yeah, but yeah it is. But I, I looked up, and I guess he was the you MC can get at that place for, like, 30 you years. Can root, you can get a root beer float at the Golden Horseshoe in Woody's uh, boot. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. so I guess that guy, he was the MC at that place for like 20 or 30 years. So I guess he really was a Disneyland institution, and this is just him like immediately after he started that job. Uh, mm. And I guess to the point that I guess he only died like maybe less than a decade ago, and I saw that Steve Martin actually really kind of was like super eulogized him online because Steve Martin had worked at Disneyland and I guess was buddies with this guy. And mm. like Steve Martin looked up to this guy, Wally Hoog, as like, 
as as like a teacher and stuff and he was like oh yeah this is wally hogue like half the stuff i, I learned from comedy was like hanging out with him at disneyland and i was like that, that, but that's the only remarkable thing i could hear but like this goes on for so fucking long and the guy's telling jokes about <clears throat> the irs and elephants and republicans yeah. and it's so yeah. much just like well oh my there's no God. way they can top they wait a second well hold on is that balloon man gonna play the bagpipes is he gonna play them very poorly? I, I can't believe it. I'm amazed at this. Oh, it's Disney. Wally, Stop. Wally, it's too much. Wally it's Hogue. too good. Wow. <laughs> Wally Hogue forever earns a place in my heart for being like, okay, you got this children's variety show. I'm going to be on the second episode of it, right? I'm thinking not only do I do 45 minutes of balloon animal comedy, but I'm going to play the bagpipes and I'm going to play them badly and you're going to have to film it. And, he and did, not and only he does it. Hey, hey, oh. not only does he do it poorly, he does it poorly to a mambo tempo. <laughs> that's the best thing. But like he's doing it intentionally badly. Like that's the joke. And then he's like, it's almost postmodern. It's almost like it's almost like something. Like, it's like almost like modern comedy. Maybe I'm projecting. Maybe I'm giving this guy way too much credit. I think but you like, are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Because the kids at the end are like, yay. So I think, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised this say. guy's not played like by Bob Odenkirk. Just just the idea that like he would come out and just play the bagpipes and then try to do it with the mambo and then fuck it up. And like, he is doing funny, like, he knows his way around the bagpipes. So he actually knows how to play the bagpipes. Because the bagpipe seems like one of those things that you have to know how to play well to play it really badly. Uh, cause even, even to know how to fuck it, <laughs> I like how the bagpipe is the one thing that even makes people who play the accordion look like fucking, like, amateurs, but, I, I, the Wally Hogue, I like the Wally Hogue segment, I liked it the more, <laughs> the more it went on and the worse it got, it made me laugh, but, yeah, I may have just yeah. been punch drunk by that point. It's brought to you by Armor Star Franks, they won't make Bill vomit his guts out, <laughs> delicious, Armor Star Franks. Oh man, I can't. Have, it may have been Armor Star Hot Dogs. Who knows? No, god, no, it was. It was. It was. Uh. uh oh god, no. Yeah, it was. Dogs. It would have been. Yeah. I can't believe one hot dog fucked me up that badly. We will return after these messages. Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse present the Mickey Mouse Club. This portion is brought to you by the Coca-Cola Company and your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. Stay tuned for more Mickey Mouse Club on the ABC Television Network. This portion of your Mickey Mouse Club is brought to you by all the Betty Crocker cake mixes and Betty Crocker brownie mix or perfect cakes and perfect brownies too. Sugar Jets, new, different, the only triple treat of sugar, oats and wheat. Sugar Jets, they make you feel jet propelled. 
TV Time Popcorn, America's most popular popcorn. TV Time Popcorn. Welch's, the most famous name in grape products for over 86 years. Welch's, Armour Star Franks, the only Franks with an open fire flavor right in the meat itself. They're Armour Star Franks. Carnation, instant chocolate flavored drink. So complete, you don't need to add milk. Vicks, world's leading coal specialists. More than 159 million Vicks packages are used yearly for coal. Johnson's Wax, makers of super hard gloss glow coat, and Johnson's Pride. Campbell Soup Company, makers of those mmm, mmm, good Campbell soups. New Ipana for your teeth. Ipana, the toothpaste that destroys decay germs, best of all leading brands. Campbell Soup Company, makers of those delicious Campbell's pork and beans and Franco-American spaghetti products. C7, the world's finest iceberg head lettuce. Farm fresh from California and Arizona. Wheaties, the most famous breakfast in all the land. Wheaties, breakfast of champions. Mars, makers of three musketeers. My stars, how does Mars make such wonderful candy bars? Thank goodness, it's the second part of the saga. Woof. Oh, it was this the, oh god, yeah, so now they're actually, this is the whole thing. Just There the is a great shot of this competition where there's, and it's just three people standing in a tiny little circle, spinning their planes around, kind of shuffling their feet as well, they, they have turn. to shuffle because they're like chasing. And it's a grown-ass adult and two children, great. He's living his best I... life. It's weird, too, because, like, yeah, all these races require all these people to kind of stand back-to-back and shuffle their feet in a circle. Like, uh, imagine Imagine living in the 1950s and having so little to do with your life, you're excited to go home and watch the Mickey Mouse Club. I mean, this shit makes fucking boxcar racing look like the sexiest hobby in the world. That was my exact thought. It's just, because this is... Like, at least with boxcar racing, you're moving forward, and there's some kind of element of personal danger. The only thing you have to worry about here is actually chopping off the head of your competitor if you, like, just move too quickly and you're wired. Or the like... or the the, uh, <laughs> pe- the dozens of people watching who have so little going on in their life, they're like, you gotta go watch people spin in a circle with a plane Imagine... on a string. Imagine... Oh. It's gonna go. Why would you go out of like who who's walking down the street for fifty minutes? It'll who's, be great. Who the hell in nineteen fifty five is walking down the street and they hear in the distance? <laughs> and you're like, I gotta get closer to that sound. <laughs> I want to watch the people doing that for an hour. <laughs> and like again, this whole hey segment. Francine, Francine, you hear what I hear? Do I hear the telltale sounds? 
Do you want to not talk to each other for the next hour because we can't hear each other over the incessant drone of a thousand toys going? Oh my gosh! I hope they have the the competition where they gotta land the planes on the battleship. <laughs> the... Oh man, that'll be exciting. This is literally the only uh, the episodes of all I watched. This is the one bit of drama where the Duncan, this little fucker. Has to <laughs> land this fucking airplane. Oh, yeah. It's essentially the USS flag from G.I. Joe. It's like the six-foot-long wooden aircraft carrier. All they have to do is just not fuck it up. Spoilers! I thought this was going to be all about Duncan doing it, and he wins, and then suddenly the next episode will all be about his adventures with fucking Secret. He right fucking now. brings that plane down with the force of a thousand stars and smashes this the kid, shit out of it. Uh, he, man, I understand that pain. As someone who's crashed the airplane in Top Gun on the NES a million times, mm. I feel this kid's pain, and this kid does exactly that. He, yeah, he fucking just slams his fucking airplane into the con tower, and, like, everyone is just like, ugh. Even the secret agent guy is like, Literally the first words out of his mouth, he just turns to Sue and he's like, Well, who else is here? <laughs> who else can I talk to? <laughs> yeah, what about like, that boy? And she's like, no, he's a bully and mean. It's like, what yeah. do you think Duncan is? But I love how quickly the secret agent guy just totally gives up on Duncan. <laughs> it's fucking cold as hell. It is. He's oh, like, he's... puts his hand in his pockets and is like, hmm, well... <laughs> Well, I guess I was uh, like, is that, this the end? I was like, are they just gonna abort this whole segment? <laughs> Duncan killed it, and so no. But it turns out that I guess Duncan has a secret. I guess the plane he crashed wasn't old Betsy. No. So then he goes gets old new. Betsy and he wins. Yeah. Oh well. Got hey. Can't oh, just I say forgot. He There's wins. a whole competition with wins. He has to like f take out the yeah. You, you got to cut the ribbon that the other plane's trailing behind you for reasons. <laughs> Well, yeah. it's a competition. Great. Everything's arbitrary, but it is just like, yeah. So yeah, I guess the airplanes are supposed. I to do cut like, them. yeah. <clears throat> I do like when he fucking destroys that plane on the battleship. Uh, everybody treats it like he just dropped a baby at a baby jungling competition. Just and music's very it gets dramatic, so and people quiet are and weird. And like he's picking up the pieces, and no one is helping him. And it is like. <laughs> saw the news today there was a hiker in like wyoming who fell off a 200 foot tall cliff because they were out like trying to like watch the sunset and i that got me thinking about like wow what do you do when you're that that hiker's husband and you're like you called 911 but your your wife is gone and you're just kind of left up on top of this like this peak at at dawn that you both had woken up to go see but now your wife has fallen 200 feet she's obviously dead well, you just hang back and enjoy the sunset until the, the cops show up, I guess. And that's I essentially know. what happens to this kid and Duncan, where he's just all by himself. Even though he's surrounded by people, it's utterly quiet. He's picking up the corpse pieces of his airplane. No one's yeah. helping him. And it's just the weirdest, most awkward these, thing, but yeah. These whole segments uh. feel like they exist in Dairy, Maine. Yeah, though, seriously, like, ha after having the, 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 the Dairy, Maine being the location of Stephen King's It, like, mm -hmm. I could, like, this, this, yeah. No, it really is. Everything Pennywise feels kind of Pennywise a clown needs to be in the background of oh, some of these man. scenes. Photoshop yeah. dead. Holy shit, so. Yeah. yeah, and so, but yeah, so Duncan does, like, yeah, he he does another race and he does it better and he beats the Hey! Bully. Yeah. Why doesn't Disney Plus have a, a speed option for watching this shit? <laughs> oh, I didn't think... Does it not... Does it have speed options on anything else or does does not have no, speed? No, nothing. Because I know you're best friends with the speed option. I, with this kind of shit, it is my lover. Oh, God. 
I guess at that point, what, you're just stuck, like, just, like, fast-forwarding the whole time, huh? Just, like, no, you just, I just go gotta watch every watch three minutes? because something funny might happen, like a kid destroying his plane. Uh, but, yeah, no, then it just cuts, uh, fucking Jimmy comes out oh, and he also, does the Niska Mask when, cartoon stuff. When they, well, when they have the competition and, and Jimmy, or uh, uh, Duncan's winning, or flying, yeah. the commentator shit-talking old Betsy the entire time. Like, all, look at that oh, garbage plane. Old Betsy, I guess sure to suck. the drama. Yeah. And also, there's a point, I almost forgot... It's, uh, the, when the little girl is watching them compete, and she says, I'll murder that Stuart. I'll murder him. <laughs> Which, wow. that's great. That, that Stuart's Damn, like girl. God. No, not Duncan. The guy that the kid's competing against that hasn't done anything. Well, if he's supposed to he, be like, came up and, well, and He, also, like, came up to Duncan and was like, oh, sorry about your plane, Duncan. And she's like, what an asshole. Well, he's the one that she was saying he's evil to begin with, right? Yeah, but Although Duncan's we, worse seems worse than that guy. It is kind of funny that, like, all we have to go on him being such an evil asshole is Sue just saying it. So we, who knows if it's actually true, but she doesn't want to stab that son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh my god. Then it's god. a Mouskatoon. Mickey's Kangaroo. We already kind of talked about it. It sucked. It's, it's just, it. It really the only remarkable thing is the fucking Pluto think talks out loud and it's fucking horrifying yeah. when it does. And um, they have no idea what a kangaroo's face looks like. I'm scared. Mickey punches a kangaroo and. Yeah, over there's a and whole lot of. And... and also, there's a thing where it seems the cartoon is over where like a baby car a kangaroo ends up in Pluto's. Pouch? Something happens? He ends up hugging. I don't know. And so and he's like. He thinks I'm its mom. But then, yeah. like, there's more stuff that happens, and then well, Pluto so... ends up in the pouch of the mama kangaroo, and it's just like, okay. The, it ends with Mickey getting knocked into a hay baler and murdered, <laughs> and then the the kangaroo, its baby, and Pluto are all rocking in front of a fireplace, and Mickey's nowhere to be seen, so I can only assume he died? Yeah, it's it's all... And then the show ends, but first a lecture on perseverance. Thanks, guys. You did it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Was there a lesson like that at the end of the first episode? I don't think so. No, yeah. And I guess this is the first time where they're, like, trying to, like, instill. Yeah. Um. Oof. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, I, I did laugh a couple times. But, yeah, I'm, I'm scanning through. Uh, uh, I watched actually, episode I, three. I watched some boys, of episode three last African night, coming yeah. of age leopard dance that I was really gripping the chair arms for yeah. boy of the week that's just some huge dork winning a farm contest uh, boy of the week who i googled who seems to be a lawyer now oh, well, or dead i can't tell which because there's two whatever that kid's name from kentucky one became a lawyer and one is dead now mm. they could be the same person but hit their could lawyer be. page right now seems to be open i don't know uh, but a two-year-old baby swimming underwater. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of drop kick a baby in a swimming pool. There's some like boat races. A rodeo with yeah. no safety gear. They Whoa. make a poor child dress up like a clown again. Man, this fucking. And then that. Oh man, they spend like half. So then they do a gadget band, which is all the Mouseketeers playing on various like pots and pans and. Uh, combs with wax well, over them we should them also and point shit. out because each and week of the, spend, the show is like themed and this is like music they, week i guess yeah they spend like 10 minutes uh, with the old mouseketeer going around being like all right now you do on the beats here do that do ba do ba ba do and you do it you shake on every four one two three four and he, he does that with every single kid and you get yeah. to watch it every single kid he tells them what to do and you get to watch it and then they do it and it's terrible i get the feeling that this episode of me have run a little short 
And so they were just kind of putting in like whatever they had of like, well, well I guess yeah, I guess we got to show they... Jimmy essentially arranging this music for twenty. Because then they finished that, and the dude that did the balloon animals comes out and just starts talking like. <laughs> Just telling random ass stories that has nothing to do with anything while they play their their makeshift kazoos in the background and shit. It's it not weird. It's not well when it, we're only three episodes in and things are already. They are out of ideas all Yeah, day. it's like <laughs> I can't believe the show went on for another four years after this because like even seems like they're completely out of steam by the third episode. Yeah, uh, and well, especially when that- you're bringing back. Like, Wally Hogue from the last episode into this, it already feels like oh, you're running out of special guests. Or, although, then again, for a show that's being made every week, uh, or every like being broadcast every day during the during the weekday, this is still relatively impressive, even though it's starting to get a little sweaty already. But And also, the third episode, they go, they, they, the, they do more of our, the, the, the cliffhanger of the, the plane shit, and um, they go to the TWA. Jesus Christ. And they they have to split up because the girls got to go into a door that says TWA, uh, what is it? Hostess Hostess School Women Only. Yeah. Great. Thanks, guys. I guess women are not allowed in the control tower where the rest of the episode spends. I don't know, but they sure are allowed to smoke in there. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm surprised there's not more smoking. Because, like... Cause even like in 1955, it's not. I don't think like people were worried about like not showing smoking on TV. So I'm kind of no. even surprised like the secret agent guy just doesn't have a fucking a lit camel in his lip the whole time. But yeah, yeah. The so fourth he takes... episode starts with Jimmy Cricket talking about bicycles for a while. Yeah. And you know what? It the, turns out the circus I think I goes all... on for half the episode. I think I watched all these episodes when they first aired because I remember that bicycle. I think thing. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, because yeah. I was all I was all up about how fucking weird everything was, and I remember like all the. Sh- Again, it's like 20 minutes about bicycles. Oh, they, they I am, ad for I am looking at the soup kids. I am kind of scrubbing through with the little um, images that you see at the bottom when you yeah. mouse over the bar. And it looks like some barber man is going to cut off Sue's hair, even though she doesn't want him to, to be a, a, an airline hostess. They go in. They, they, yeah, and then so they, they exercise because you got to look your, your tightest when you're serving drinks to the drunk assholes in suits. So she goes to that door, and the first thing they're like, you know what, we got to get that hair short. You can't, you can't be a stewardess with pigtails. And the guy, he pretends to, like... He, like, puts the blades to her hair like he's gonna cut them off, but then they're like, no, at the last minute, we're gonna let you keep your pigtails. It's like, why? What are you trying to fuck We just like to put the fear of God into you. Yeah! It's like, what the hell place is this? Because I thought it was understood (laughs) that, like, she's going in for training to become a stewardess, but she's not, she doesn't have to be, she's a fucking kid. It's unless you're offering to pay her, it's not like you have to cut her hair. Like, she doesn't have to be regulation. This is, but it's weird for a moment. They kind of threaten to cut her hair. Ah, it's really weird. And then, yeah, the whole thing turns into how they teach all the stewardesses how to walk, like, to pr- have the proper poise and balance of proper stewardesses. And they have to do these, like, like squat lifts in high heels, which is funny because yeah. then the girl, she's not wearing high heels, but then she has to, like, lift her feet. So she's, like, pretending like she's in high heels. To, to, like, do these exercises along with all these other stewardesses. <clears throat> and it's great, too, because when all the other stewardesses walk into the room, they're all wearing high heels. And it's, like, 50 women in this super small enclosed, like, practice space. So it sounds like just a bunch of horses just tromping around. Can you, um, 
Can you imagine going back in time and flying on a plane where everybody, every asshole's wearing a suit, everybody's smoking. Yeah. Dudes are slapping the stewardesses on the ass. That's, this that is, is terrible. Oh, I, mean, I, I mean, it's 1950s, man. Suck ass. Just what a terrible that, like, decade. I, I, yeah. I, just the fact, just the sexual harassment alone, Sue should be <laughs> earning a bigger paycheck than fucking... Duncan, this whole thing just should sits end in a with chair her pushing buttons all day if he gets that this job. This whole thing should end with her being like, "Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I what? don't want to do that I'm anymore. I'm just gonna move to another country. <laughs> I, I, this is all a little bit much for me. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into some sort of different career. Yeah, yeah this is like maybe I'm just gonna go into academics because this is just like too fucking. Yeah, in this, in this world where. You like again? You know, it's weird that they don't see so much smoking, but you could feel the whites only little signs over the bathrooms just right off camera. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, there's and they, that's as far as I got. They couldn't even pretend know. to put any black people in this, dude. Like not even like any random background extras, too. And like again, it's like no, not in this. The only Disney. black people they have are the African ones that do the seriously. That is man dance. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so I guess they do take eventually take Duncan into like a training cockpit thingy and the cartoon at the end oh it's it's the Donald Duck's first cartoon Little Wise Hen so they actually even though I didn't uh, like I've not watched this episode since it first aired on Disney Plus uh <laughs> are you still there yeah I'm okay. just scrubbing through the last episode okay. to see if there's anything of worth note, but of course not. For a moment, yeah, I'm just like, kind of scrubbing through too, so. Uh, welcome to the Tardy Party Podcast, where you get to listen to two guys scrubbing through half an episode they didn't <laughs> recently watch. Uh, to comment about it on the podcast, but yeah. I don't know what the life lesson from Jimmy at the end is. I'm sure it's about... Boys can do anything. Uh, don't be a woman in 1955 is today's lesson. <laughs> Do you think that Marge's dad had to go through that class about how to walk in high heels? That's the thing! I was... Was there not a male stewardess until, like, 1995? Like, what happened here? Like, when know, was that's the first... probably something. When was the first, like, woman-female pilot? Like, was that really that, like... I don't even want to look it up, because it probably is, like, 1989 or something, like, wildly depressing like that. Oh, God... Mm. Oh, you know what? In the early like... 1930s, Western Air was the first to hire stewards. Oh so there God. you go. Wait, if I've been watching. But they wasn't the normalized, episode? I don't know. I think I've been watching the wrong episode. What episode did we just finish on? Episode 4? Uh. <laughs> 4 is the one that has half of it as the circus shit. Okay, yeah. I think. Is that the one I just finished up with? So, no, episode 4 is the one with the little hen at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weird. Yeah, that's but... the Mickey Mouse Club. It's, uh, not, I guess from, uh, like, if you're, like, Disney history, you could watch it, but. I think it's fascinating. It, it is, like, yeah. it, is, it is the most perfect slice of what you would, like, of cartoonishly self-parody of the 1950s I, you could find. I would like to see what is considered the worst segment on the Mickey Mouse Club. After four years, I'm sure, like, they, they, they have some real humdingers, too. I mean, yeah, they only I'm... have five episodes. I... Right before we... How racist did it get that they could only put five on? <laughs> I just zoomed ahead. I'm looking to see what the, the, the saga of, of Sue and Duncan are. Sue seems to spend 
Uh, the, the nine fifths of the last episode is Sue just learning how to serve drinks in a mm -hmm. fake pretend like airplane cabin with a really bored the the Disney Mickey Mouse Club super agent is sitting there smoking a cigar just acting really bored while she's like trying to serve him drinks. Oh, women's stuff. Christ. And then they, 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 there's like I guess she has a graduating ceremony on the tarmac and suddenly Duncan shows up with a little fucking hat and jacket on and then they go off and that's the end of the thing and that's it and there's another commercial for sugar dads yeah so that's it that's the, the, the that's... mickey mouse club oh and yeah the mickey mouse club oh shit they're actually selling uh merchandise at the end they're selling frontierland frontiersman double holster and pistol set oh steamboat captain outfit at the end of the last episode the end of the fissa Oh, Chief Engineer Disneyland Railroad outfit. You can dress like Donald Duck. Oh, good. Davy Crockett Frontier bag. Wow. I wonder if they would allow that, like, because that's the famous thing about, like, how all those shows that we grew up with, like G.I. Joe and stuff, only happened once. Um, the Republicans repealed the laws prohibiting commercials in programming for children. And that's, like, yeah. exactly the kind of thing those laws were put into place, because, like, having a whole segment at the end of the Mickey Mouse Club just being like, hey, buy these things, we just put them out now. Yeah, that would I remember, be... That's not good. I remember hearing that, like, there were the law, I think before, you know, when it originally put in, cartoons had to have some sort of educational portion in it or yeah. something. Oh, no! And the company in Hanna-Barbera, to keep Yogi Bear on the air, was like, they went to court, it was like... <laughs> Uh, Yogi Bear teaches you that stealing picnic baskets is bad. Yeah, it's the and most, That was like, their big argument for it. <laughs> Dudley Duray teaches you that you shouldn't put kidnapped women on the railroad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of shit. Where it's like, no, that's not... That's, that's, that's common sense. That's not educational. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Flintstones teaches you not to put a giant rib roast on the side of your car, otherwise it'll tip mm -hmm. over. Yeah. Um, what did yeah. the Mickey Mouse Club teach us, Bill? Mickey Mouse Club taught us that women can't fly airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> I can, Mickey Mouse man, Mickey Mouse Club taught me that Wally Hogue is hilarious. Uh, puppets almost catching on fire while trying to fix TVs are hilarious. Mm. Uh, taught me that people in Africa dress like leopards when and put on. Uh, blankets when they become adults and they burn their house down. <laughs> I true, forgot yeah. that is that that is the end segment of that segment in Africa where they're talking about the leopard tribesmen about their coming of age ceremony is that they start the ceremony by taking all their worldly possessions, uh, childhood possessions, and putting them into a hut. Then they go off and do all this other stuff for the rest of the day. And they come down and then they just burn down the hut with all their childhood possessions in it. I was like, holy shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There goes my Super Nintendo. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the word for today, at the end of the today's lesson, is what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 almost too easy of a, of, of a target to make fun of, because you know exactly what this is going to be before you even get into it. But yeah. it is, it totally lives up to those expectations of being the most white bread, milk toast, 1950s, baby boomer shit imaginable, yeah. I liked it, yeah. though. I had a good time. It's culturally uh, I mean, disappointing and alienating, but I, I as, as a, like I said, as an artifact, as an almost like a parody of itself, I think it's fantastic. I mean, they made a big galoot where Mickey Mouse ears. It can't be all bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know exactly. You got this big homunculus. <laughs> he looks like he could just punch and beat up all the other kids. Like he's like Gilligan's <laughs> Gilligan's. It's like Gulliver's Travels with all these other little kids. Yeah, and he's an artist. I like the fact that he draws and he's doing good stuff and he he shits out thirty pounds of gags a day or whatever. But yeah, so yeah, that's the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? How you doing? Yeah, nothing. What'd you think of Ratchet and Clank? I'm still working on it. Yeah, I beat it last night. I haven't night. had a ton of time to play with it, but yeah. it's good. It's pretty. How it's far into the game that. are you? Well, I just uh, got to the planet with the, the, the rocket boots. Oh, really? You're still, yeah, you're pretty early days in that game. Yeah. Um, the only reason I bring that up is because I beat it uh, yesterday. And that got me thinking, well... I got time to kill between now and I guess there's supposed to be a new Mario Golf game that comes out later on this week. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I, of course, w when this airs, all this stuff will Mario Golf will have been long been out and stuff like that. But as we're recording this, yeah, it's it's I think it's Father's Day is the twentieth. Tomorrow's yeah. the longest day of the year. Um, yeah. So there's a couple days between now and Mario Golf, and I was like, oh, well, I could I could maybe squeeze in playing or trying something out for the first time in between now and then. For some reason, I decided to fire up Final Fantasy VII on a whim. And that's what mm. I was playing while I was waiting for us to start recording just now. And that is the most Final Fantasy I've ever played. You have did you, it! Have you played Final Fantasy VII before? Yeah, a lot oh, of times. Okay. Oh, really? Have you beat it multiple Are you talking times? about the remake or the original? No, I'm talking about the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah well, I that's the thing that got me thinking too. about it, because... I, I, I was, well, they, they're coming out with this remake, but I guess it's split up into multiple parts, I guess? Yeah. And for some reason, I was assumed that, like, they would come out with the first part, especially with COVID, that, like, maybe they'll just never come out with the second part, because Square's weird, and they'll just abandon things and stuff like that. But I no, think I they guess made the second, too much money on the first part. Yeah, but I guess the part. second part just did just come out, and people were saying that's pretty good, too. It sounds mm -hmm. like, I'm really kind of surprised at how much regardless of how divisive the, the original Final Fantasy 7 is, it seems that, like, everyone seems to be really enjoying the two parts of the remake that they've uh, published so far, and I have no idea how much of the original game that those two remake parts of have come out, like, how much that takes up. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, and, but so that got me thinking about, like, I'm gonna be kind of... Because, like, I was gonna play Dragon Quest Eleven there in a little bit, and I forgot how freakish those characters look, and the soundtrack is kind of, I don't know... But then I was like, yeah, well, I, could, I could, like, just tinker a little bit with Final Fantasy VII. And I didn't realize, at least on the Switch version, it's super cleaned up. Like, the, mm -hmm. the graphics are all... It's not like they went back and redrew them, like, this the pixel Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. But it's, like, really smoothed over and, like, looks a little weird. Like, even the menu fonts have been, like, unnaturally, like, smoothed over. Not square, like, they wouldn't do that. Yeah, so they managed to even do that with like Final Fantasy VII, which I didn't think they would go that crazy on. The, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if we'll. But that was in terms of target the party stuff in the future. That could always be a, a project. But yeah, I had no idea that you'd actually played and beaten uh, Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've always heard good things. Even though, man, like watching that shit now, like especially I've heard so many people jerk off about how dramatic and and weighty that story is, and, like, the first thing you see in that game are, like, the most cartoonishly stupid-looking little chibi, like, papier-mâché character models, and you're like, oh my god, this is supposed to be the thing that, like, blew everyone's minds back in, like, 1997, but... Yeah. Yeah, so... 
but yeah so next time we're going to talk about the second act of into the wood yeah and probably some other stuff regarding it i started listening to the soundtrack of the movie version and that was upsetting but we'll Mm. talk about that next time it's it's all the actors voices on the soundtrack too it's not like they dubbed them over with anyone else yeah it's just auto-tuned james corden being all like I don't want to even think of... Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that'll be next time. We can. Oh, God. That was like a fork in the toaster of my brain. Just thinking uh-huh. why did that movie exist. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So... Mickey Mouse Club. You can watch it, I guess. Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's five episodes. Each one's about 45 minutes long. It's I Like I said, of all the things, I'm glad it exists on the Disney Plus service. I'm glad to see that they're doing archival stuff like that. And yeah. who knows, they'll probably never put up any more episodes, but I think that's a good little... St- I now know, I now get what the Mickey Mouse Club was, the original version. Um, maybe we need to go back and watch the 1990s version? <laughs> Just for shits and giggles? I wonder, I wonder if that's on the service. I didn't even look that up. I just looked mouse. I just searched for Mouse Club, and I only see the 1990s. Yeah, unless it was called something else. I'm gonna look up and see what happens if I... Actually, if I just, like, search for Mickey Mouse on Disney+, Plus, it's gonna bring up everything in the world, right? Nah, not that much. Let's see. Uh, but... Did you see Luca mm. yet? Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, think it's you know. fine. Was... John's watched it a couple times, he liked it. Okay, I'm glad he likes it. I mean, I guess that's the most important thing. But, but yeah. I mean, he watched okay. Soul once and never watched it again, so... What?! That's weird, because Soul is, like, poorly not for kids! And not in any kind of like, oh, it's like really mature. It's just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And just about like old people and death and disappointment. Yeah. And I guess the only thing is, I guess that's the only reason for the like the body swap component of that movie is just to kind of, because if you didn't even have that, kids would be extra just like who gives a shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel like fun. eating pasta now, though. I like the way when they eat the side of their, their mouths go on the side of their face. They do that, and when they, their couple of expressions are totally, like, 2D. It, it, actually, the uh, character animation that reminded me a little bit of the Peanuts movie, the CGI Peanuts movie, where they're kind of oh, trying to do some so kind nice of like, 2D. Not, I hated the character designs in Soul so much. I'm glad they didn't use that shit. Yeah. Well, the guy who directed um, Luca, Enrico Casarosa... Who he's a cartoonist guy. I've, I've met him a couple times. I we, we actually published some stuff in the first volume of Flight together. He's a really sweet guy, but he has a very distinctive art style, and those characters actually do look like his characters. And so yeah. I'm glad to see that. Like there were some expressions where he was actually like, I just want this cart like this character to like have this flat 2D cartoon expression when they do this, and they just did that, and so it looks pretty cool. But... Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, so... fine. It's fine and good. All right. Well, yeah, Mouse Club. We're done. That's it. Yeah. Short episode this uh, week. Yeah, well, you know, not too, I guess oh, I just no, yeah, half an hour trying to minutes. reconnect my internet. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, actually, once, yeah, we had some technical issues at the start of this episode, so once I edit this, it's going to be like an hour-long episode. But Which is fine. Who cares? It's fine to have a short episode every once in a while. Not every episode has to be dragged out by Bill nonstop talking at the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he's Mudron on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Party Podcast on Twitter. Party Podcast.com. And share it around. Whatever, I guess. Yeah, watch the Mickey Mouse Club. Li- listen to this, you know. Whatever. I don't know. M-I-C. You do you. We'll see you real soon. K-E-Y. Why?
because you listen to us, you're yeah. We've tricked you into putting you you. We've tricked you into putting us in your ear holes. K Y. You already did that. It's so sad at the end. You did the K E Y twice, right? Did I? I think so. This is why we do two takes. You did. You did M I C C real soon. K E Y Y because we appreciate you listening to us. K E Y. The kids come running for the great taste of the Mickey Mickey Mouse Club. Your memory's so bad. You couldn't even remember that you sung that part already, man. I got distracted. I did a goof and then I wanted you to do it to again. Knock it up so early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the opposite. This is the, this is Bill Burton. What you get when I've actually we're been gonna, up for like five hours before that, we record the podcast. We're going to yeah. find that sweet spot someday. <laughs> I need to. Yeah, because last week up, we, we, we record at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Last week, I woke up at 9.55 before we started recording. That wasn't any good. This week, I, ro- I woke up at like 5.30 in the morning. That didn't work out. I need to set my alarm for like 7 a.m. <laughs> Thank you, hey, well, go spin a plane around your head. Yeah, so long, everybody. <laughs> Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, well, so long.